Hello everyone, happy new year. As we are getting into the new year, I've really been thinking about new year's resolutions as we all are. I am definitely more of someone to do goal setting than resolution setting. I guess they're a little bit different. Uh, Next episode, we're actually going to be talking all about homestead goals, so you will have to stay tuned for that. But I know that a lot of people uh, in this community, in the homesteading community, at least the people that I'm surrounded by, tell me that they want to get into herbalism, but I think a lot of people are really scared to start. So if that is you, then this episode is for you. We are going to be talking about two herbal things you can make at home this week that are not scary. Welcome to the Homestead Challenge Podcast, where we will finally figure out how to make homesteading work in this modern world. I'm your host, Brittany, kind of crunchy mom and fellow modern homesteader. I've walked the path you're on, navigating burnout, overwhelm, information overload, serious lack of time, and uncertainty of where to even start. But I've also discovered a way to integrate homesteading into my modern busy life. If you're itching to kick off your homesteading journey on your terms, you're in the right spot. In each episode of this podcast, I'll be dishing out quick and straightforward homesteading tips, sharing home management systems, and providing modern solutions that fit seamlessly into your suburban lifestyle. Ready to turn your homesteading goals into a reality? Join me, and together we'll navigate the world of homesteading in a way that suits our lives. So grab that sourdough starter from the back of your fridge, girl. It's time to rise. So I promise, when I started getting into herbs too, it is scary. And oftentimes we see all of these herbs online that maybe we've never heard of in our entire lives. Like what on earth is ashwagandha and reishi? And I don't know, I can't think of anything right now, but there's like, you know, a million different roots that I had never heard of in my whole life. And now I use a lot of them regularly, which is kind of funny, but there are herbs that you have definitely heard of that are still very effective and are not scary. So let's dive on in. If your goal this year is to live a more natural and sustainable life, then herbalism definitely might be something that's on your mind. And I think that specifically incorporating herbalism into your daily routines could be a really interesting resolution. I do have to add in here a little medical disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I don't even call myself an herbalist. I am just somebody who has started to study this over the past probably year and a half, two years. I've taken many courses, but I am by no means an expert. And also herbs don't really work the same way as the medicine that you're used to taking. So you usually take something specific for a headache. Well, with herbs, yes, that can work sometimes. And I do recommend some herbs like that. Most of the time, Different herbs were for different people. They will work differently. Um, And it's really going to depend on the complexity of the person and all of the other things going on. It's much more of a holistic approach, which is what I love. But at the same time, it means that any advice I give you might work for you. It might not. Um, And so in general, this is not advice. I am just simply recommending two things that are fairly safe for use that I use in my own home. So with that being said, I believe that the easiest herbs to start with are 
chamomile and lavender. <laughs> so you might be like, what? Those are super simple herbs. Of course I've heard of those before. You might even have them in your house. And let me back up a minute. I'm not talking about essential oils here. We are talking about the whole herb, the whole plant. So we're not going to get into essential oils here. I uh, really don't use them a lot in my home anymore. I did for a while. I will diffuse them every now and then for more serious situations. Uh, and I do use some in cleaning supplies sometimes, but I believe that essential oils are not a sustainable way to go. And especially for things that you're, I would never take essential oils internally. Anyway, that's a whole conversation for another time. But if you're interested in that, please let me know. Cause I know it's kind of a hot topic and I probably don't have the most, um, popular opinion on that. Anyway. So with chamomile and lavender, just because they're super popular doesn't mean they aren't effective. It actually means that they are. So you may have heard of chamomile and lavender being good for relaxation. It's because they are, and it actually can work. So using these in some simple products that you can use on a weekly basis will be a great way to start to notice how your body actually reacts to these herbs and a great way to incorporate them into your everyday life. And it also is a really easy way to get started into making your own products with herbs that are really easily accessible. And it'll make it so, you know, if it's the first time you've ever made your own bath and body product, you're not also using some kind of herb you've never heard of. So this is a great way to get started. So my first recommendation would be a chamomile bath salt. Whether you use these for yourself, they're actually also um, something you could use for your kids if you don't take a bath yourself. You can simply mix Epsom salt or Dead Sea salts with some crushed chamomile. And that is it. You blend, you can either just mix it together with a spoon or you can actually blend it together in a food processor if you really want to mash it all up together. But this will be a relaxing bath salt for you or your little ones. Great for before bedtime. And you can actually incorporate the whole chamomile into your, da your you know, daily routine. There's really no reason you can't use these every day if you really wanted to. I wish that I could take a bath every day, but I cannot. Um, and so if you're wondering where to buy your herbs, if you don't already grow them yourself, so usually fresh herbs are best grown, you know, in your backyard or by a friend or from a local farmer. If you're like me, I don't have a garden yet in this new house. So we are buying herbs and I often buy my herbs online and that's totally fine. Like that is so easy. So my fa favorite place to buy herbs online is Starwest Botanicals, and I will link those in the show notes. Um, I know that a lot of people, if you're really wanting to make these things right now, you may order on Amazon, which is fine too, but there are a lot of not reputable sources on Amazon. So if you buy from Amazon, you can actually get the Starwest brand on Amazon as well as the Frontier brand. Those are the only two I would recommend without doing further research into any given company. So if you're buying on Amazon, Frontier, or Star West, that's going to be your safest bet. All right. And then your second recipe that you can make this week is a lavender-infused body oil. So I actually, usually for my body oils, will mix almond oil and olive oil. And the easiest way to do this is to fill up a mason jar with about half of your lavender or you could even add, add your chamomile into this as well if you wanted to. And then you're going to top it all the way off with your oils. 
I have a full recipe for this on the blog. I will link both of these recipes in the show notes as well. So you don't have to, you know, be writing anything down or whatnot. And I have all of the actual measurements for you there. But a cold infusion is awesome because literally you just pour some olive oil or whatever kind of oil over some herbs, let it sit for about six weeks, and then you have it. If you do want to make it to like use right away, you can do a hot infusion with a double boiler on the stove. And I actually talk about that in the post as well. But I think the easiest way is simply to put it in a mason jar and let it sit. If you're going to do that, though, you have to have dried herbs. Even if they're fresh from your garden, you have to dry them out first because if there is any moisture introduced into the oils, it could mold. And nobody wants to put mold on their body. (laughs) So body oils, you can use them. You can actually uh, sprinkle a little bit in the bath if you wanted to do it that way. I use mine in place of a lotion. So I just put it in a little dropper bottle and rub it all over my body and use it just like I would a body lotion. So like I said, if you're going to be ordering online, there's like so many different things that you can come across. So you're going to come across things when you're ordering herbs online. It's going to either say maybe wild crafted or uh, wild harvested or organic. So if something is wild crafted or wild harvested, that means it was actually found growing in the wild. So there's no way to certify it as organic, even though it technically could be. You don't know if, you know, there's any pesticides from a neighboring area that came in, any of that kind of stuff. So if you are making these for personal use, it's really personal preference. Uh, If you were going to be selling herbs, you want to do the certified organic just so you can make those claims, which is not, you know, if that's important to your brand. But if you are, oh my goodness, I'm out of breath today. So sorry. (laughs) If you are just purchasing for your own use, um, it really depends. Most times I actually pick wildcrafted. I think that there's just something kind of special and spiritual about herbs that came from the wild, but also organic is a great choice as well. I have a post on like some serious differences between those two if you're really interested to dive further and starting to learn that herbalism that you are maybe resolving to do this year. So I do have a lot of things on the blog about it. I know, I know. A lot of people have told me that they want an herbalism course, and I actually started to create one last year, but honestly, I'm just not the right person to do it. I am still a baby herbalist, I guess you could say, and there's so many other great resources online that you can find. It's really hard, though, because a lot of times I'll find things online that contradict each other, and, you know, it's really hard to know what to learn and trust. My best suggestion for you, if you are learning herbalism, would be to read books. Usually, well, you know, if somebody writes a legitimate book, then it's for a legitimate reason. Um, unfortunately, even on Amazon right now, there are some books that are just written by like, I don't know if it's AI writers or what, but a lot of it's fake. So I do have recommendations as well for some of my favorite books on herbalism if you're looking to get started this year. I will also include that in the show notes. Got a lot of links today. I would also trust um, some of the larger academies that are online. And then my favorite herbalist um, personally is Rosemary Gladstar. Any book by her is going to be fantastic. I think that she makes it really accessible um, and she writes about it in a way that's really easy to understand. Um, I personally don't 
look at herbalism from like a super spiritual realm. Now, some people do. That's t absolutely fine. Um, I do not. So it's really hard. You know, sometimes things that you'll find will, <laughs> will be uh, either very medical or very spiritual. But I kind of like to, you know, look at things in between. So if that's you as well, like I said, I will include my favorite books for you to get started learning this year. But I just really want to encourage you not to be scared. Uh, there absolutely are some herbs that could be dangerous. Yes, but anything that you read that's legitimate will let you know that in advance. So you're, you really, as long as you stick to things that you've heard of before in the beginning, before you actually, you know, have time to dive in and do further research, it's really not that scary. And I always recommend starting with Bath and Body products first before making any tinctures or things that you're going to be consuming or ingesting. Your skin will, you know, I guess ingest these herbs and you will see a lot of effects from them. And so that's a great way to really get started before actually consuming anything. After that, I always recommend maybe getting into teas, especially just trying one herb at a time in a tea and noticing how that makes your body feel, your mouth feel, if it has any effect on you. Um, that is kind of my next stepping stone before I would recommend anybody making a bunch of tinctures or um, capsules or anything to ingest. So hopefully that gets you started a little bit on your herbalism journey. If that's something you're interested in, I really want to know, like, what other questions do you have about it? Like I said, I don't think that I'm the person to really teach you anything about herbalism. Uh, more just here for support, and I can always share what I have done and what I have learned. But I'm not the one to really uh, give you all of the information there. It's also a very personal experience, and as you work with the plants, you'll have favorites uh, that, you know, might be something that I've never used. Everybody has different plants that call to them and that work differently for them. So I really hope that you do dive deeper into herbalism this year, if that is something that you're interested in. And also, it's okay if you're not. Like, this is all about balance. And just because I use herbs in my own home doesn't mean you have to. And it also doesn't mean that I don't use regular modern medicine in my home either, because I totally do. You know, my kids had ear infections this year. And they got antibiotics. Yes, I know, an homesteader that uses antibiotics. It's crazy. You'll see all the people on Instagram that are totally against all of this kind of stuff. And while I'm a lot more careful to just jump on any kind of modern medicine train than I used to be, I still use it when it's really necessary. And I still think it's a big blessing for us to use when we need to. Now, I don't take my kids to the doctor for just a common cold, and I don't anymore just give them Tylenol when they have a fever. There's, you know, a lot of things that I have learned now that we don't do, but at the same time, that doesn't mean we aren't going to the doctor when it's necessary. So make sure you find the balance that will work for your home and don't listen to anybody else, really. You use your own judgment and um, figure out what feels good for your own home. So your homework this week, pick one herb, and think about how you can incorporate it into your everyday or every week life this year. Like I said, next week we're going to be diving deeper into those homesteading goals. Oh, it's not next week, it's next episode. 
So in a few days here, I look forward to talking with you then. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Homestead Challenge podcast. I hope our time together has empowered you to take meaningful steps on your homesteading journey. If you've enjoyed our conversation and found value in today's tips, please take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me and it helps others discover the podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with me on Instagram. You can find me at Brittany L. Gibson. The link is in the show notes. Share your favorite takeaways from the episode, ask questions, or suggest topics of what you'd like to hear in the future. For an even deeper dive into the homesteading community, join our Facebook group where other suburban homesteading mamas share their experiences, ask questions, and support each other on their unique homesteading journeys. Just search for the Homestead Challenge community on Facebook and request to join. Remember, every small step on your homesteading path is a victory. Whether you're nurturing plants on your windowsill or mastering the art of sourdough, you're making a difference. Keep at it. Until next time, let's watch our homesteads flourish together.